0: The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a health manifesto. A certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inn's Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California.
1: Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here with my show, my weekly podcast, where I come to you each week to bring you my thoughts, my perspectives, sometimes conversations about Living well. Pretty simple, right? Bigger than any one thing. Bigger than nutrition, bigger than exercise, all that deal. I want to come here each week to just be a reminder, be ho- hopefully a positive message to, to to admit something to ourselves that it's hard to eke out a healthy and happy life. It's just difficult. Um, the reason why it's positive is to say that's awesome. And it as it should be, it should be difficult. It shouldn't come easy because if it comes easy, it's not going to be fulfilling. It's not going to feel good if it's handed to you. It's just not. So we we small steppers say, okay, fine. I'm digging. I'm, I am I got it. I'm not going to try to change that reality. But I'm going to try to make it as, as minimally stressful as possible because I don't want to just pile up a whole bunch of crap on my shoulders every day. In addition to everything else, so so I'll, I'll, I understand the struggle, and I want to minimize it and and be aware of it. The fact of the matter is, when you are aware that there's a struggle, you you're like ninety percent there. If you it's so much added energy to fight the struggle, so much added energy to just be pissed that this should be that just should just shouldn't be so hard. What according to whom should this not be so hard? Who told you that it shouldn't? Oh wait, I get it. Yes, the person trying to sell you the DVD series. Got it. I got it. Totally understand that. Um, But if you actually want to get work done, then you come here to the Approaching the Natural Podcast every week. And we're going to get down. We're going to get dirty. We're going to talk about the realities of living well. And then we're going to just rejoice in the increased happiness, decreased stress. And then with that decreased inflammation and health and vibrancy and energy and and happiness and joy. Crappy, right? Yeah, I know. Definitely not worth this. It's definitely not worth the struggle. Do you realize how many things we would not do if we were just 100% struggle averse? Just never be in a relationship, never have a child, never uh, pursue education or the job that you want to do. Travel—that's a hassle. I would—you would probably should just stay in your room all the time and never do anything else because it's a, just a, everything takes effort. But if you accept that and you get better at it, then the effort is just part of the picture that you. Enjoy in a weird way too. That's the nuttiness of people who do ultra marathons like myself. It's not that we're gluttons for punishment. I think that's just a misconception. Ah, they just—they're a glutton for. We're not a glutton for punishment. We—we like to get high in a way that's not illegal and also damaging. Like you know, we want to—we want the struggle because it's you accomplish that and you go, you show up to that damn start line, man, and you're you're ninety-nine, you're ninety-nine percent there. That's why I always say it's—it's about showing up. You show up because you beat it that day and in your life you beat the struggle you said i got it i'm not trying to make you go away but i'm i ain't changing what i'm doing because of you that's for sure so here's what i do and i come here to talk to you guys and if you're just joining me thank you and 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 by the way so last week's episode i got some really nice feedback i was very i was ambivalent i gotta tell you like i was like should i post this should i not post it kind of weird i don't know uh, I'll be very honest because I, I, I'm, you know, obviously transparent here. Uh, if you are just joining me, you'll find that out by listening to old episodes, which you should do. There's the should that I don't like, but I'm just saying, go listen to old episodes. Um, but but part of it was like I didn't, I didn't, I'll just admit, I didn't really want to like sit down and listen to the entire conversation again to 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 make sure that all was above whatever. Like I I remembered it being a really good conversation. It was late at night. It was in a hotel lobby. I remember having it be really fun. And I remember finishing and going, holy crap, that was kind of cool. And just not realizing that that was, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. So then when I go to post it, I go, I should probably listen to the whole, I don't know what I, it was off the cuff. It wasn't planned. No, no pre, no, we didn't think about question. Like it was just, it happened. And, um, and so I just said, screw it. You know, like worst case scenario, is it just piece makes people mad and what 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 else is new you know what else is new so but it but anyway i got some really good feedback i think people really liked it so mm, from now on i'm just going to turn on a microphone and just walk and just post conversations that i have with people for absolutely no reason that's just going to be this podcast every week you know it's funny he was talking to the cashier about the price of mandarins that's i mean it's fine but it's not the most interesting podcast i've ever i've ever listened to Um, anyway, welcome you guys. So I got stuff going on today. So today, so here's, you can hear my voice. You hear the excitement in my voice. It's not excitement so much as it is like insanity. That's what I would say. My race, the one I direct, the Mendocino Coast 50k. If you're just joining me, there's no sell. It sold out in seven days last November. It's sold out, built a, got a big wait list. And I just said, I'll deal with that later because it's November. I don't have to. And now it's 12 days away. And I'm, I'm a biting the nails figuratively. Probably literally in another day. I just will we'll be chewing my nails. But right now it's a figurative nail biting session. So much to do. My buddy Doug Hay of the No Meat Athlete uh, podcast and Rock Creek Runner. Uh, is coming out again. He came out last year. This year, I I was like, Doug, let me just cover your freaking everything because I need you here. That guy was so in, in, instrumental, and he's fun anyway. And so he's coming on Thursday morning and gonna just help me sort of get everything locked in. But got the hats in today, got the shirts in. They look great. I'm so excited about it. So you know, just a lot on my brain. Um, I turned in the draft of my book last Friday to the uh, to the editor at the publishing company. Uh, that's, uh, I just posted a video this morning where I talk about that a little bit. So if you guys have not subscribed to my YouTube channel for crying out loud, subscribe and tell people to subscribe. I want to build my YouTube channel. Like somebody, I got the podcast is rolling. It's an institution of sorts in a very, very tiny way. Um, but the podcast, but the YouTube channel is growing too. So tell people and, and have them subscribe. That'd be a huge, huge help for me. Um, anyway, talking about, so turning this draft and that's been a long time coming and I've gone through it you know two or three times like I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago and and I don't know you know I didn't like I didn't send it off and, go, and went all right I, I sent it off and went oh man you know like I I think it's okay but I have no at this point, I have no objectivity. So so much so that I think, oh, that section's good. I got that. And then I reread it and I go, that section is so not good. And then I have to change everything and rewrite everything. And that makes me just nervous about every other part. And there's a weird balance, and and, and I am relating this to what I do here, but there's a weird balance of, of I want, I, I get so the, the deeper issue is that I want the book to be reflective of me. I want it to be something that I stand behind. I want it to be me. And and that could be very badly reviewed or very well reviewed. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't at that point. And you know, it's coming from my time with music. it's Like at that point, I care a lot less if I feel like it's a good thing going out there. But it is a process to get to us in the in the actions of our lives. It it is a process to w- w- weigh The fact of the matter is, be, especially now with social media and everything else going on with people commenting and there's just so much access and everything you know i want to make sure that this book isn't just what i think is me but what i but but rather actually is and that takes that takes that's a process that that's not an e- i can't just write something and go it's me cuz i wrote it because if i'm writing it and there's a part of me that's going i wonder if this will play well I wonder if this will play well. Then, then there's my filter, and that's what. And I have to get past that. And so, it is not as so simple as saying just, just. This is why it always chaps my hide when people say, "Be yourself." Just be yourself, man. It's like, no, that, that's all fine and good. But how do you, how do you get that done? How do you become you in actions? That is, by the way, the small steppers. Champion is the is the the best part about small stepping is they are moments of you that come out and you get to know yourself better in this process. Uh, uh, I think better than in any other process, you get to know yourself better doing this. But as I turn in this book, I'm not a hundred percent convinced in my own mind and i just i'm glad one thing i'm glad i sent it off is because it's now it's gone I, I can't over the weekend i like i can't write i can't do anything to it like it's she's got it and until i hear back from her i'm holding and that kind of felt good but when i hear back from her is when i decide to say okay based on what she says or whatever and i might disagree with her comments but I want to make sure that each level, each edit is getting closer to me, not closer to what I think is going to be a hit song, you know what I'm saying? A, hit, a be- oh, this is going to, this is going to be a best-selling book. Because there's a 98.9 a 98.9% chance that that would not actually occur. If I wrote a book I thought was going to be a bestseller, I, it would probably fail and my book still could fail, but I certainly don't want to put it out there thinking that I've, I've written a bestseller. If it best sells fan frickin' tastic. Okay. If that's happens, the dents on the minivan gone, you won't see them anymore. You will not see them anymore. Mm. By the way, you guys, the minivan, it's so sad. Went to the snow and now it's just beaten up. It's just beaten up and it didn't deserve that. I am having an espresso right now. Straight up, no mushrooms to be had. Just espresso. Can we just be Italian? Just for this hour that you're with me, just be Italian. Could you pretend that you're Italian? Um... Thank you, everybody, by the way, for buying... Oh, Nutty Nut Nut t-shirts. I got the Na- the navy blue in. I don't know if I mentioned that on last week's podcast, but it's definitely mentioned in the YouTube video. Navy blue. Because they ran out of the gray, I got navy blue, and I like it better. I still like the gray. I'm not saying that. I have large and extra large in the gray, but I've got all sizes in the navy blue, and I really, really like it. And so some orders came in. So thank you very much, you guys. I, I hope you ordered it because you actually want the shirt. But just know that it also is a huge help for me as a as a podcaster and YouTuber to have some money coming in for those things. Cause it, it's just part of the picture of me being able to do these and bring you the content that is important uh, to me. And I hope to you dig some, for some reason you're listening and I'm, and I'm, and I'm thankful that you do. Cause I know this is a better or worse. This is an odd thing. I know what I, I, this is what I know. I know this podcast is weird. I mean, people go, what do you like, what do you talk about? If, like, it's, it's weird. I get it. I get it. And that's nutty, nut, nut. That is nutty, nut, nut. Dig. Okay. New York City, May 20th and 21st. A uh, boot, doo do, 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 Triangle Veg Fest, Durham, August 26th, 27th. I, I'm not. I don't have the best attitude about announcements. Th- that see that stuff. I want to announce. Here's what I don't like announcing: social media. Sid Garza Hillman. It's, it's useful. I'm posting stuff, or somebody is helping me post stuff. But I don't. It's just yeah. At Sid Garza Hillman. Okay. I shouldn't. I shouldn't like you know scowl at it. Um. But go to sidgarzahillman.com and you can put your email address and get a free chapter of my book and. All this kind of stuff. But my new book, Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family, is out September 19th, but it is available for pre-order on a little a new startup website. I decided I was going to to uh, support the, the independent seller. It's called Amazon. Have you guys heard of it? Amazon.com. Amazon.com is where you can get that book for pre-order. Support those guys. They need your support. Okay and I've said this before, I'm like the worst person marketing-wise, go to Rich Rolls Podcast or to Gene Bauer Farm Sanctuary and use their Amazon banner uh, click-through thing, okay? And then they'll get a little little dough and maybe they'll buy me a beer at some point. Mm. Um, Got an email from a guy named Drew. And I probably shouldn't have said his name just now, but I think he said it was okay. I, I definitely know that it's okay for me to talk about the email because I got his permission, but I said I was going to be anonymous. So let's just say his name's not Drew at this point. Okay, good, covered. That's the figurative like black line over the eyes. Okay, he's shielded. But he wrote me an email uh, and thanking me for the thing and just, it's just cool. Like, you know, I love the the feedback, you guys. I love the feedback. I love the reviews and the, and the ratings, but also just the emails of like, here's what's going on with me. And this is what he said. And I was like, boom, I want to quote this cuz it's freaking paradise. So thank you to him for writing this email. Quote, he says, it was a this he's been small stepping him he and his wife. It was a mental shift from quote, I am not a runner because I only run once a week to quote, I am a runner because I run once a week. You guys, I'm going to pregnant pause. Pregnant? Did you get the pregnant? Pregnant? Pause. I am a runner because I only run. I am not his. So just the before, yeah, I'm not a runner. I only run once a week. Two. I'm a runner. I Run once a freaking week. I I, I ad lib there. But th- do you see how the? Do you see the difference? Do you see? It's not brain surgery. Of course there's a difference in the words. It's a way of thinking. Yeah, it's a way of thinking that doesn't make you feel crappy about yourself. It's a way of thinking that I think is absolutely truthful. See, I always go like, okay, but what's the fact? Because we we can argue all day about whether you're technically a runner or not. But the thing is, if you run, you're a runner. And this is where I get into arguments all the time in the small steps world because people think that, that somehow um, that that somehow uh, you're not running if you only run day one day a week, or you're not a healthy eater if you just uh, eat a, a sock of celery on the side of your of of your plate. That's not hel- You're not a healthy eater, and I just disagree. You may not be eating healthy enough to get whatever you want, or he may not be running enough if he's training for a marathon, but he's a runner. He runs, and we have to get away from these preconceived ideas of what things are and what we identify ourselves as it's 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 a bunch of crap and i don't like it because i get it keeps that messaging keeps people from progressing that's a fact if he walks around even if he does still run one day a week but he's in his brain i don't i'm not a runner because i only run one day a week that will that kind of thinking will prevent put, possibly prevent him from progressing because he feels crappy about himself or he'll slog through more runs to be quote unquote a runner when he's not ready to, to do that yet and then he's willpowering out and he's burning out and he's not liking running see the difference So is language important? Yes. Language is important because guess what we're hearing in our heads, whether we like it or not, fricking language, we're hearing words in our minds. So to say, oh, well, this is wordplay. Okay. But when you are sitting in your car in traffic and hearing messaging of like, you're, I'm an idiot. I'm so stupid. Those are words. So if we can consciously decide when we're conscious to actually say things that are different and help us and actually, I think, get to the truth of who we are. How's that ever going to be a bad thing? How's that ever? When you take control, That's why I always say, from day one of this podcast, my approach helps you take control of your life because in those moments where you come to, you don't just, just hang back. You come to and act in that moment. Oh, oop, caught myself. Here I am. Boom, response. Boom, the fight's in me. Boom, shut the hell up, mind chatter, because you're annoying me. And you sound a lot like me, but you're the annoying version of me, and it's not me. Hence the "me not me" game, right? It's words, sure. It's just ah, it's just words, okay. But this guy is thinking of himself as a runner and identifying himself as a runner and setting a stage for growth, and evolution, and adaptation, and 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 just change, and and just being happier for crying out loud. Okay, can we just stop getting confused about things by making by muddling them? Hmm. Hmm. If you put a stock of celery on your dinner plate, you eat healthy food every day. Okay? You eat healthy food every day. Just, 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 that's what you do. And that mental space that you just took up by telling you a fact pushes out you saying, I should eat better. I eat crappy. I eat There's enough bad news in the world, you guys. Just If you want to know, just turn on every news station right now as you're listening to this. Turn on my podcast. Go turn on the news. Go see if it, see if it's about bunnies and freaking parakeets. And if it's not, come back here and let's talk about some good news. How to treat yourself better. Got it? Somebody in like Ottawa just turned on the news and they were just like, oh, just in, bunnies and parakeets are on the rise and making children float. And they're going to be like, Sid, you're an idiot. And I grant you that. Um, what else? Okay. I need to talk about body shaming. I'm, I'm all for it. I think we should shame people for not being, not being uh, at a healthy weight. That's just me. I think we, I think more shame. What was I just saying? I was just saying that the more negative we can be, the, the better but i got an email from a bud who has been listening to my podcast for a very very long time down in uh, new zealand and you know i'm obsessed with new zealand i just gotta get i gotta get down there i don't know how to make it happen but i gotta get down there somebody donate to first class first class sure why not because i'm dreaming tickets to new zealand two because i want to take lisa and also the kids so just yeah the whole thing good um sends me an email and she's concerned because there's body shaming and she's she happens to be Plant based, vegan, whatever. You know, I don't do labels in this freaking podcast. I'm over that crap too. Just like the idea of I'm not a runner. We're getting past that, aren't we? Small steppers go, what what are we really talking about here? Got it? So she does, she's this and she said there's a lot of body shaming in that, in that world. And I I don't see it. Me, not that I, not that I, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm not, I don't watch a lot of things on YouTube or on people who are, I don't, that's just not how I spend my time. I, I would rather work and produce my own videos and, and podcasts. So I, I'm not privy to body shaming, but I totally believe her that it exists. I hope that, I hope that, I hope. That you're sitting here going, oh yeah, of course I know how Sid thinks about that. Because if you don't, then please go back and listen to old episodes. Because I am so anti body shaming, I can't even tell you. But 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 more than that, to me, I think the conversation about body, you know, I've talked about this just I think recently that that I had this thing where I was battling. Where am I going? Okay, is it? Can you accept? How you are right now, but also expect better, and I believe that that to be true. And this isn't a way to say I'm shaming myself now. It's a way to say this is a practice, and and I want to and 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 the beauty of a small stepper is to say I'm doing things for myself. I'm taking care of myself, and I'm and I'm doing better every day, or you know, at every so often I'm doing better. I'm in, i but I mean I have an ethic of improvement. I have an ethic of self care. I think the discussion of of body uh you know they're too fat they're too thin it's just it's such a waste of of what's important that's how i see it i think it is a complete waste of of just mental energy to talk certainly to criticize somebody who is overweight for the love of all that's holy i mean really right because you don't know where they are in their practice and even if you did it's their practice and that's why i always talk about so many times here guys living the example like if you feel like you want to criticize somebody do what you do better do what you do better before word one comes out of your mouth about how somebody else looks okay period it is a to me it is about health and happiness health and happiness health and happiness that's what it's about i don't want to talk about weight I don't want to talk. It's a side effect of health. If somebody's overweight, their body is a certain health that, that they're not in balance. That's just a fact. It's not a shame thing. It's a difficulty of living in the modern world, just like being too thin. It is an out of whack thing that I hope I can help or be one voice of reason to say, let me help you get a little bit more in balance. And guess what's going to come along for the ride? Your weight, because that's how the body works and the mind too. It's like shaming somebody because they're depressed. Look at that idiot, they're so depressed. It's the same thing. That would be to me that it's like mind shaming. You heard it here first. I just made that up. Body shaming is as as ridiculous as mind shaming. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to shame somebody because they're not the happiest person all the time in every regard. That's crazy. That's that would be ridiculous. Turn back to yourself and say, "Can I do what I do better? Can I are there places that I want to improve my life? Can I feel better in my body, can I be happier in my mind? That's what I think. I think to point out somebody else's, it's like it's like the negative comments on YouTube. If you don't like a video, don't move on. Don't put the negative energy out there. Move on to a video that you do like. And if you like it, then tell the person that it's a good video. Like, oh, but, but what if I hate it? I want everybody to know my opinion. See, so when you do negative, it's like you want everybody to know to, to listen to you and go, oh, that guy thinks it's bad. So I'm going to, I'm going to think it's bad also. But when you do something positive, it sort of goes better to the, to the person in the video. Like it's a nice thing. It's like you either criticize how crappy the video is, or you tell somebody what a good job they did. Do you see the difference? It's not apples. It's like apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. That's uh, just my thing. I just like I've seen uh, thousands of videos that I don't like, that I think are horrible or that are boring or I, and I move on. Why well, do I got to ruin someone else's experience because I think I'm so freaking important that my voice should be heard in the comment section of YouTube? If you want your voice to be heard, do some work in your life to make your voice heard. Start a podcast. Do you, I have I think my voice, I want my voice to be heard. Obviously, why would I come here 186 episodes? You think I'd waste my time if I didn't want my voice to be heard? Of course, I do. It's up to you guys to either say, I, I like what he's saying, I will continue listening to the Approaching the Natural podcast, or, yeah, that sucks. Like, I just would rather hear of, you know, an old rerun of, of the Merv Griffin show. Okay, f- I got no judgment about that. Okay, just move on and go do what makes you happy. Okay, um, before I get into this week's episode I wanted to I wanted to introduce I invited Gene Bauer so Gene Bauer I mentioned him earlier go through his Amazon banner okay um I mentioned Gene Bauer he is the president and co-founder of Farm Sanctuary which is a farm animal rescue uh I think the largest in the United States by far he has been doing this since the 70s he's a real deal I've had him on my podcast as a guest He's been to the Stanford Inn a couple of times, but he's also a very, very good athlete in almost in a way that pisses me off. Like it just kind of makes me, it just irks me that he's so I want to shame him for being naturally a really good athlete and he works very hard, but he's got a natural ability that pisses me off. So I want to take him down. Why wouldn't I want to take him down for that? Right. Um, but Gene Bauer. And so he's coming. So I donate a pro- portion of the proceeds of my race, the Mendocino Coast 50K. I donate a portion of the proceeds to Farm Sanctuary. I'm going to be able to donate more this year because I have more runners. So I'm kind of excited about that. And also I kind of, you know, I, I bought things last year that I still have, like coolers. So just my expenses came down. So that means I get to shove him some more some more dough. Not him, but, you know, the organization. I just give him Gene hundreds. Just put that in your pocket, Gene. Go get yourself something nice. But he's coming out to do the race, and I was very excited. He said, I want to come out and do your race, and I was like, damn, that is so super cool. So he's coming out. So I invited him to come on the podcast for a couple reasons. One, just to just to talk to him again because he's awesome, and I think he's a freaking amazing example of health and happiness. I think he's fantastic. He's just a very kind guy. He has seen a lot in his life to be uh, very angry and very depressed uh and he's and he's not and so i think that's a kind of an amazing thing that guy has seen what he has seen firsthand gives me nightmares when i see it on a video you know a year ago i'm still still i still have nightmares and he's and he's seen this stuff like in a way that i don't even want to comprehend however uh, we talk about it, in the, it's a short little interview, so I'm just going to dive back into that and then come back for the rest of this podcast. But please welcome Gene Bauer. We're doing a reception at the Stanford Inn. If you're getting this um, episode before April 21st, 2017, and you're coming up for my race or to watch my race or or you're in the Bay Area or whatever and you want to come up, they're doing a reception at the Stanford Inn to meet Gene, to meet me, and to meet Jeff Stanford. And so I brought Gene on to just kind of talk about that and and his training and all that kind of stuff. So enjoy for just a few minutes, Mr. Gene Bauer, and I'll be back for the rest of this episode right after the interview. Well, thank you for, for being here. And uh, it's always good to actually see you uh, in Skype person. I don't know. We're going to be in the same city this year at all. Are you going to New York?
0: I will be in New York a few times, a couple times in May and probably some other times too, although I don't recall off the top of my head. Yeah, because
1: I'll be at the New York City Veg Fest. I think you're, are you doing that one? I will too. Okay, then there we I are. will, that's in May, right? Yeah, May 21st. 20th and 21st. Excellent. Hot dog. We'll see. You. I will be there. Okay. Right on. Um, so I'm really, I was so excited when um, two things happened. One, you said you were going to, cause I tried to pull uh, pull your arm. I think last year in New York, I said you made a verbal contract to come and run this year's event. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so you're coming through, which is amazing because I've heard you never keep your word. So this is like a kind of a cool thing. <laughs> um, and so it's nice to have you. To, to, I was so excited that you were coming out. And then a guy, who I've just gotten to know because he came to the Stanford Inn uh, to stay. And he's a real good guy named Arnie. Uh, he's an, like an architect. And he goes, Hey, I was t- talking to Gene and he mentioned your race and now I want to do it. So he signed up. So oh, wonderful. Yeah. So it's really becoming this kind of cool community. As you know, the race damn thing sold out in seven days. And, um, and so it's v- very cool to just like, have all these people, 17 countries, uh, 17 states in the US are coming, people from 17 different states.
0: Beautiful. I'm so excited. And yeah. I love the Stanford and can't wait to come visit and see you and, and hang out there and then get together with people the night before. And then off to the to the trail run we go 50 kilometers. And this is your first your first ultra. Yes, that's right. Okay. My first ultra. I've done six marathons, but this will be my first ultra marathon. Yeah,
1: and have you done trail marathon before?
0: I did one trail marathon in Catalina, so it was also very hilly, very beautiful. And I'm sure that Mendocino will also be very hilly and very beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you're in good shape. You've done triathlons too, right?
0: I have. Yeah, you're fine. About a dozen, including an Ironman. Yeah. You know, and so I, I should be fine. I'm not pushing myself and stressing about doing it very fast. So I'll just do it and finish it and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you'll have a great time. And and, uh, let's be clear, because people listening, what Gene was talking about just now about the the night before is – If people want us, and it is it is RSVP for sure because we're already getting signups. But if somebody wants to come the night before, which is April twenty first, Friday night, the Stanford Inn is hosting a meet and greet with Eugene and me and Jeff Stanford, and we're going to have the Ravens. Jeff is going to donate some food and just hang out and just talk and meet us and whatever, and then get to bed early for the, the race the next morning.
0: I can't wait. It's going to be so fun to hang out in and the Ravens is amazing. Stanford Inn is so beautiful. It's it's a great environment to get together and just sort of talk about these, you know, various issues, whatever people want to talk about. You yeah. know, farm sanctuary, um sustainable living, plant-based nutrition and athletic stuff you know and and you do that I mean that's what you do you know is helping people on nutrition so a lot of great things that we can talk about yeah
1: and it's just an hour and a half and if somebody I'll I'll just throw the number out there anyways through the Stanford Inn 707-937-5615 if anybody listening here wants to to call in and and reserve a space and uh, yeah it's going to be real informal I will be like I'll look like a zombie because I will have run the entire course that day to market and then I'm going to and then i got all the pre-race stuff but i can't wait to kind of just chill and have a, i'll be done with my heart physical stuff and then i just have to do the mental stuff the next day while you guys are all in pain so um, <laughs> anyway but tell people about how the i think that's cool too that people can sponsor you like per kilometer so just give it how would people do, I, I tried to find it on your website and i couldn't but it didn't look very long but how do they go about doing that if they want to say like hey i want to give a dollar per kilometer or something like that
0: yeah it'll be on my farm sanctuary Facebook page and, and my Gene Bauer Facebook page as well. So it, it should be there. But if it isn't yet, I will definitely make sure it is. Okay. And you know, people can also just contact Farm Sanctuary and, and our website is farmsanctuary.org if they're interested in sponsoring me per kilometer. But yeah, one of the reasons I do this is to raise awareness about the benefits of plant-based eating, to raise awareness about Farm Sanctuary and to raise funds for our work. So if people donate a dollar per kilometer, it will go to the life-saving work of Farm Sanctuary, and so we're very grateful for anybody who's interested in doing that.
1: Yeah, cool. And I don't—I—I've talked about it before on—I um, think on my podcast, but definitely it's on the website. But just so you, my listeners know, I donate a portion of proceeds to Farm Sanctuary from this race. So this is not a uh, big money maker. I think I—I I literally think I netted like $150 last year <laughs>
0: after, my, after <laughs> so like cool, man. hundreds
1: <laughs> of hours, which is a labor of love, <laughs> and I'm happy to do it because it was—it was one of the Best experiences of my life, so um, I'm, I I wanted to happen again for everybody. It was a really fun thing, and I got some great feedback. So I love that you're involved. Um, I'd be donating money to Farm Sanctuary anyway, but now I've got you there, and it's very cool. And I hope it just helps get the word out about the work you're doing. Even though I think you're doing a good job of getting the word out too. So,
0: well, well and I love doing athletic events like this too. They're so supportive, and people are encouraging of each other, and you know we each help each other to achieve you know bigger feats and bigger challenges and doing an ultra is an example of that. So I'm grateful to be part of this and to be among like-minded people who are trying to make the world a kinder place, a healthier place, a better place and so i I couldn't think of a better place to do this than at the stanford inn and up in mendocino
1: yeah it's going to be great and ultra i've said this before a lot because i I am so attracted to ultra marathon because i feel like like it's the last bastion of it's still it's still a subculture it's not it hasn't hit mainstream and so this weird this is weird ethic among ultra ultra marathoners uh uh you know newbies and and seasoned veterans where everybody's out there. Nobody's really, it's the competition. Isn't that fear? Even among the pros, you'll see guys and, and women and men helping each other. You know, like I've heard like a, uh, you know, the top two runners in a race, one will go off track and the other guy will be like, man, you're off track. You're off trail. Like, you know, like it's like, it's still camaraderie. And I love that. So it's, it's to me, it fits perfectly in your ethic and with the work, the important work that you're doing. It's still, it's alive and well in the ultra marathoning world. We're out looking out for each other, having a good time at the same time and, and trying to make it a positive thing for everybody and i think that that's i've heard i've heard lead lead runners women and men helping like if somebody falls like a back of the packer they'll stop they're like in the lead but they'll stop and help somebody like they're not they don't give a crap it's so cool i love that so anyway it's
0: about the spirit of it it's a spirit of compassion and the spirit of respect and helpfulness you know yeah i love that
1: yeah and i think that that's for me personally that's absolutely where i want to be and it's one of the reasons why people have said like hey why don't you you know grow it bigger. Why don't you do a 50 miler also? Like all these things. And it's like, no, I'm keeping it at a small intimate race. I'm keeping it simple. I want it to be really accessible and fun for everybody. I don't want this to grow into this massive thing. I, 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 first of all, I don't do it full time, and second of all, it's what I like. I liked that I was there to see every person cross that finish line because it was literally—I was in tears throughout the day, like seeing this thing happen and people having such a good time and really just ma- there was no negative. So, knock on wood, this happens again this year. But yes. um, yeah, so anyway, I'm so happy that you're that you're there, and so please, people uh, who are listening to this, farmsanctuary.org or call the Stanford in 707-937-5615 to sign up uh, if you want to RSVP a space. To uh, to come to the meet and greet the night before the race. Wonderful, can't wait. All right, Gene, get back to the hills. You're kind of lazy right now. You're sitting there. You're you're unshaven. I think you need to kind of <laughs> t- you need to tight you need to tighten things up. You've got a race in a couple <laughs> weeks. Quit mef- quit 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 effing around.
0: Right on, man. I'm on it. Okay, I'll see you out here soon. Right on. Thanks. Dude. Safe travels, Gene. Thanks.
1: All right, you guys. What would you think? Gene, he's a nice guy, right? How can you go wrong? You can't go wrong with Gene Bauer. Just a super nice guy. He and I have become friends over the years, and we're and actually he's speaking at the New York City Veg Fest too on the same day that I am, so May twenty first. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm gonna speak, and then Gene and I are probably gonna do some tequila shots, I would imagine. And then he go he likes to he likes to really throw them down before he speaks, um, <clears throat> or so I've heard. I don't know. Look, I don't want to start any rumors. I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying that's where most of the donation money to the Farm Sanctuary goes. Is it goes to ornitos? I'm joke, guys. Seriously, that's the espresso talking. Okay, the subject of this week's episode is break it up, and there's a there is there's a lot there's been a lot going on for me. If you watch my most recent video, you're you'll see me pained. I I I that last Veg Fest, the Marshall one, which was a frickin' amazing. They do such a good job. It was fun and great. But it didn't make me. F- you listen to last week's episode. I didn't necessarily feel super uh, uh, um, optimistic about. It. I just get. I get a little bit down, and I think it's partly because I have, my race is coming up, and I'm tired, and I'm in the middle of my book. I have a lot going on right now, and 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 it's wonderful and amazing. But it doesn't always not take its toll okay there's like a double there's a triple negative there i don't know what happened there but some on some days if i haven't slept as well the the massiveness of what i have going on in my life right now some people have way more some people have less is is you know it, it takes me a little bit and then i kind of get all Wah. you know um but I, but i taught a class last week so so there's that going on with the with not feeling super optimistic um and 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 just all the stuff that's going on with me and so then i i had this class with these two um people who who listened to the podcast uh and super nice like just a couple great i had a really good time and i knew they had listened to the podcast so i was like they signed up for a class but i was like really guys like what am i going to teach you you already know because you know from the podcast you've read my book so we just had a very nice conversation and in that conversation, I'm not going to get into specifics because that's their deal. And um, but it was and it was really fun. But we talked about sort of this in general, this subject. And this is what I found at the health at, at VegFests in general too is is that point at which we 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 are doing the things that we have read about or learned to make ourselves healthy and happy. So we say, okay, well, I'm going to eat this way, or I'm going to do exercise this way, or I'm going to you know look into this and this and this. And there's a very, very real point that is different for everybody based on your motivation and based on your tolerance level and based on your willpower and based on your overall stress. But there's a point at which what you do can actually take over too much of your life and actually prevent you from becoming healthy and happy. And that's, that's that little point that is so very, very interesting to me. Because when I see people at these veg fests that are on paper looking like very very healthy people on paper. Right? Here's what I do, and here's what I do. This, and I do this, and I measure this, and I count this, and I weigh this, and and I only eat this many grams of this, and and the, but I don't. I don't believe they are healthy and happy. It's it, again my opinion. I'm not shaming them. I don't go up to them in public and go, "You look at you. You're not." But I, I don't see. And sometimes I can see in their bodies like ill health. Like I don't see vibrancy in their. The way that they talk is is uh, angry and and resentful sometimes and and bitter and just it's a it's a wrapped up picture. And and I, I want to help people not get into that thing. And I certainly have been in that same exact situation. It does me no good to go up to them and tell them everything that I think they're doing wrong, obviously. But if somebody comes to me to work with me or listen to this podcast, I want to offer another perspective of doing less. And that's that weird thing of like, do less. You're doing too much. If you're not healthy and happy with the things that you're doing, you either are doing not enough, but I want people to and that's kind of what most people I'm not doing enough. I should do more. But I want you guys to understand something very very clearly from me that often it you are doing too much. And that is a weird thing because we think to fix our problems so so called, we got to do more. We're not doing enough. But what if We're doing too much in some ways. What if we're doing too much, taking on too much, giving ourselves negative criticism too much? And how do we back back down? And in the steps list to get very practical and mundane for a second, but in the steps list with my clients, I am often, you can ask them if you ever talk to one. There's often where I will recommend because I can see what's going on, they get to a certain level on a step, and they've got it now they think in their brains, I gotta hit that every time, but things happen where maybe that step's too much, maybe they took on initially they just took on too much, so it was just a bit too too big of a step, so fine, but other times they took on a very perfectly sized step for them, like they could do it, no problem, and they're doing it every day. But then their life changes. They take on a new job. They have whatever. They go on vacation. They get out of their routine, and all of a sudden, this step is what was fine is now too big, and they and so it's bringing it back down. But that's a we. That's hard for. That's what one of the reasons. One of the many reasons I come here every week is because that thing of reducing your what you're doing is a hard thing for people to wrap their brains around because we have this ethic in the modern world, or at least in the in the West, or whatever like the no pain, no gain. We got to push forward momentum. And I, in a way I agree, I just define forward momentum differently. I think forward momentum is backing out of any one particular thing. And forward momentum is making yourself happy over, happier over time. That To me, that's forward momentum, healthier over time, less stressed over time. That is a forward momentum picture for me. And what that means is that at any given day, that could be lowering something that you're doing because you're doing too freaking much of it. But we reach that level and it becomes a routine, God forbid. Then all of a sudden it's like, you can't break the routine and it's set in stone. And it takes an effort to just, guess what? Boom. segue to the subject of this week's podcast, break it up. And that's what I'm taught. That's the subject of this week's pod- podcast is break it up. What does that mean? It means that the the small steps way the list the the very very just at the end of the day this is about maintaining a steps list okay is is our our break up moments they are moments of break you break up your day and it's a, what it is is a different way of looking at things which is what I do here right and the way I look at it is 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 a diet you go on a diet is is almost taking a break from your life a diet is so massive that it it, it takes over your life for the time that you do it thank goodness it's short term otherwise you you'd probably get divorced i don't know like what are the ramifications of taking on this massive change right forever with no warning just boom day 1 boom this is it for everybody screw you this is what i'm doing starting day 1 right but you in a way you're taking a break from your life whereas i see small steps as breaking up your existing life not dismantling it just breaking it up just creating little fractures, small step fractures to start dismantling over time the the parts that are not you. And you do that by not focusing so much on the parts that aren't you, but by rather breaking up your life with parts that are you. And that sometimes means two things is adding in things and also, again, reducing things depending, but the breaks exist. What happens is that if you burn out and don't stop doing anything like you start eating healthy, but then you take on too much and you burn out and that's it. You go back to your old routines. You're not, you won't, that's it. You're not breaking it up. Whereas if you just keep, even if it's minimal, even if it is that stock of celery on your plate, you're breaking up your, your day. We are very routine oriented uh, We as a species. We, we, in our brains, we, when we get used to something like even walking where we learned and had to get used to what it was, the balance and the muscles and everything else, and at, at the point where we did it long enough where it just became something we can do, the brain literally puts that into another area of the brain so that it leaves more room to learn new things. But the thing that you have inked is, is now set. That's why you can drive a car and get home and go like, I don't even remember the drive. Like it's just, you, we have an autopilot part of our brains that, that once we've learned something to do it well enough, it gets put over there to make more room for new stuff. I totally get it. That the problem with that can be some of the routines, especially when it comes to food and just what we tradition and ritual and, and nostalgia that we have around food, and this is what we do, and it's hard to break that up. The mistake we make, of course, is we just want to undo it all. Just, just overnight, we want to undo the whole, the whole damn thing. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. Instead, it's, it's, it's a shift. It's like a, um, it's like creating new. I'll put it this way: if you have a a routine of how you eat. And it's generally what I call your most of the time. Everybody has a most of the time, by the way. It's just you, I, I, I advocate for you ramping up your most of the time, but whatever. But let's say your most of the time is set, and we want to say, like, I want to change that overnight. It's very, very difficult to, to, to get that done. Instead, it's like a proportion shift. When you start small stepping, you are creating new routines, but not undoing the old ones. So the old ones are still in place, but you are breaking them up. That little stock of celery on the plate is so much more massive than the amount of freaking protein in a stock of celery. It is, it, it's that you've just, you've just upset the continuum. Like you've literally just broken. And when you break that, you come out of your routine. When you put the stock of celery on your plate, you are creating awareness in your life. It is a fact. It's just, you can't get around it. You can't, you can't, you're paying attention. To that moment because who is putting the stock of celery on your plate you and you're noticing the stock of celery on your plate because it tastes different than the other food on your plate at the same time that you've been doing for every day and you kind of get used to eating the things you eat well that little stock of celery is is, that's why i always say like small steps careful how you look at them as inconsequential because they are breaking up your life and creating little fractures like i said to to eventually create new routines that then eventually will get relegated to that part of your brain where a year from now, a year and a half from now, now all of a sudden you're just a person who eats this food most of the time. And it's completely different food than you were eating a year and a half ago. But a diet doesn't do that. It doesn't break anything up. A diet, you take a break from your routines, you finish the diet, and chances are you're going to go back to your routines because you haven't cracked anything. You've put it on hold, and then it's back. And it, and that's that's the, the model that d- just does not work. It just doesn't work small steps break up the can'ts the shouldn'ts the shoulds with action every time you do a small step is one less time you say i can't do this i shouldn't do this i should do this with something that you are doing that you can do it's a it is like that guy's email it's a different way of looking at things to me it's interesting to say to just say no big changes to you know in your life to say okay you know what no big changes but let me just start breaking up my life a little bit you know, we 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 rely on things. It doesn't cause upset in our families, like I talked about in that conversation last week, by breaking things up. But if we if we you say those words to yourself, let me just I'm going to start breaking up my life a little bit. Some things I I, I are good. I I don't want to touch those things. But the other things I want to start breaking them up, just to, just because they're so I feel like they're so set in stone, but they're really not. And I sort of chip. I make little chips, and it breaks up those things that we believe are so unchangeable. And as soon as we begin the process, realize they are totally changeable. And it's just amazing. The reason why we think they're not changeable is because we take on too much. It doesn't work. We go back to our old routines. And our conclusion is that you just can't do it. It's just too hard. It's too hard to eat healthy. Yeah, because you didn't do it in a way that allowed you to do it long enough to allow you to make it a routine to allow it to get put in part of your brain where you don't have to think about it anymore. Break it up. Come to your life. And say, I'm going to start breaking up my life a little bit. I'm just going to, just, 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 nobody's going to freak anybody out. Not even going to freak me out. It's just, boom, a little deep breath here, a little squat there. Your day gets broken up with hourly, a deep breath once an hour. Just broken up. Nobody notices. They, they don't look at you and go, he just took a deep breath. My die document that? You just breathing at the conference table. But you're there because if you do it intentionally, sorry, you just broke up your day. And you just became aware when maybe hours would pass you by at work where you're just all of a sudden like you haven't devoted any of that time because it's a routine. You break up your day with a push-up or a few push-ups or squats every hour like I do, integrated exercise. You break up your life with little changes that turn into, over time, new behaviors. But you start somewhere. And I was thinking about this. I was realizing... You know, we're so result oriented and this, and this totally comes back to like the body shaming thing. Like we, we result, our result is a hundred percent thin, whatever that means. I don't even know. Six pack abs. I don't know. That's our result. We're result. And those results are the things that whether you have them or not, whether those are your goals or not. And this is where I differ with some people on terms of like big goals and stuff, because it's fine to have goals, but I, I still maintain that don't worry about the end game. Don't just because we, I think that we don't necessarily know what it's going to take to get six pack abs, but we know what it takes to move our bodies. And we, we can always settle on somewhere to start. If we think small enough, if we think I've got to finish my book and I've got this massive book thing of obviously this is for real for me, then I won't write at all. But if I say, okay, the book's down there, but I'm really going to pay attention to that right now. The book's down there. So for, for me, for now, I'm going to start writing five minutes a day because I can start there. That I know. I don't know where how it's going to end up. I don't know how in five days how, how much I'm going to be writing. Maybe it'll grow from five minutes. I don't know. All these variables of things we don't know keep us from acting in the beginning. And when you start that process, you do break up the stronghold. You, br- you break through the, the wall, like the castle wall, and there's this huge wall around it. And inside is that just that thing that goal and you just want to barrel through the, the wall you want to take the whole wall down overnight you can't do it you cannot do it okay and i'm not just saying that because i want to see the next season of game of thrones okay it's so not i'm look peter dinkle like dinklage i fine good he's fantastic but i'm talking about you have to chip break up break it up break it up break it up you do that and it's long term you do that and it's real and it sounds like a bummer because it's not as so-called immediate as just taking the whole damn wall down. But the fact of the matter is there's one way that works and one way that does not work. And the way that does not work is not the same as what you're doing. It's not a faster way for you to get what you want in your life. It's a way that does not work. Chuck it in the freaking trash and decide what you're able to take on. And I'll say it once again, the size of everybody's steps differs. So if you are so ready to change your diet because you are you have had it, you don't feel good in your body, and it is time for you to start taking care of yourself better. This is you talking. Then your small step may be a complete one eighty in food, and you'll know right away because you'll go, "This is easy." I'm i I was so ready for this. People often go like, "When you moved up to Mendocino, my God, what a shock!" It's like it wasn't a shock. I didn't move, I didn't nobody forcibly removed me from my home in Los Angeles and and I, I woke up in a small town with a bunch of marijuana growers. I I we 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 researched and we were ready. We had been in Los Angeles for 20 years. It was it was not shocking at all. We were ready for that change. It was hard and it was a struggle and we're still dealing with some of those things, but it was worth it because I didn't do it overnight, because we didn't uproot and make it just absolutely crazy on us. This is what I work with every week. And with clients, this is what I do. This is what I do, and why I love it because it is breaking convention. Small steppers break with convention, conventional wisdom, the you know the popular opinions, the the sheep kind of like this is what you do, and this is that's why those things are financially way more, uh, you know, they're they they make more money. People make more money doing diets they it's attractive it looks fantastic why would you waste time with something long term when you can do something in 21 days but you can't you can't do something in 21 days you can do the diet but you can't make your life better in 21 days oh well i'll I'll say it but you can make your life better but you can't necessarily get to where you want to go and expect a 21 day diet to create new habits and behaviors that are going to be lifelong it can be a great starting point but it's not going to be the finish and when you think for now I'm just going to start making, I'm going to start breaking up my life a little bit. It's, it's for the most part, pretty good, pretty okay. But I want to start making little cracks because uh, uh, there's places I want to go. I'm not, this isn't it for me. This is not, this isn't all there is for me in my life. I'm 78 and it's still not all there is for me. I'm not done. And so the practice continues. Small stepping continues. Breaking up your life in little bits to not cause huge upset, but to create new for you. It's time. And it no't matter how busy you are, you can break up your life in very, very profound ways that will lead to new routines and new habits down the line. When, how soon? I don't know. That's up to you. You start your practice. You're going to see some amazing crap happen because that's how it works. But you know where to start. Don't get hung up on the end. Do not get hung up on the goal. Get hung up on. Don't get hung up on anything. Start because you know you probably have a good idea where to start. I'll just eat one apple a day. That's a great place to start. But that doesn't do anything. Yes, it does. And that's why I come every week to talk about it. All right, you guys? All right. I'm coming back next week because you know I do. 187. That's the week of the race. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be, it's going to be heating up. So next week, I have no idea. I'll, I'll probably be doing a double espresso at that time. Thank you guys for everything. Podcast. And thanks for Gene for coming on the podcast today. Um, podcast at SidGarzaHillman.com. Thanks to everybody who has donated a little bit of money or however much money you have donated. I really appreciate it. It's amazing when it comes in. And it, I swear to you, it helps in a very, very real way. Um, this is a labor of love, but it's nice to get a little bit of change for it too. But also reviews on iTunes and Amazon, all that kind of stuff too. Okay, as I said last week or the week before, I'm digging deep into the archives. This song, I was on tour in uh, in Europe in 2005. This is from a show that I did in Rubigen, Switzerland and my guitar player was with me jack faith was his name still is and uh still a buddy and uh, this song is if i this song is called if i come to you off our very first Sid hillman quartet album so enjoy this you guys i'll be back next week with episode 187 in the meantime will you do me a favor real quick can you um take care of yourself yeah okay great be well If I come to you Sometime in the future And I sit down before you If I come to you Be ready.